Hello and welcome. This is Kenyan Queer Questions. I'm Antonio Luich. And I am Mima Reed. It's been a while. No, Mima. actually it hasn't been a while. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it seems like it's usually a while every time we come back here, but it's not. Yeah, and each time it's a good experience and mm. we will start off immediately today. Mm. Uh, the first question goes to Tony and the question was, do gay men have a G-spot? What is a G-spot? Tony. <laughs> Maybe that answers the question. What yeah. is a G-spot? So, based on what my little experience is, uh-huh. <laughs> a G-spot is located and can be felt from the frontal side of a vagina. Uh-huh. That's five centimeters above the okay. entrance. And that's, some people say two inches. Uh-huh. I don't know which system you use. Right. But the idea is that if stimulated long enough, it could lead to an orgasm in some women. Oh. There's a lot of politics around it in terms of what leads to an orgasm, whether everyone has a G-spot. Okay. Some, me, believe it's circular. It goes mm-hmm. the whole all way around. around. And do gay men have that? So, first of all, gay men do not have a vagina. That's the, that's, that's the sensation, to be... <laughs> Tony. You know that's what the person meant. I hope I'm speaking well for you. <laughs> yeah. There's that, that specific spot that you're talking about, right? Yeah. For most men, they say it's in the prostate. Yeah. And it can be reached through the anal cavity. So oh. once that is stimulated, it can cause a lot of pleasure. I so for most, for most gay men, that's what they, that, that's what they consider their J-spot. I also know some people whose nipples are really, really sensitive. Like if you touch their nipples, they get really aroused and things like that. There are some people whose spot is at the back of their ear or at the nape of their neck or Stop. their armpits. Or Stop the... it. <laughs> so, I mean, there the, are the several places in our bodies that we, we can stimulate and have a lot of pleasure from. But... If what I'm thinking, the question was asking, is correct, then that G-spot for men would be the prostate. And I feel that makes the conversation further from bodies, especially gay or women, gay men versus women, because a body is a body, meaning if there are spaces of stimulation, mm-hmm. they are there in each person, not just cisgender, male or female persons. Exactly. And last week we spoke a lot about exploring yourself. Yes. Can we go back to that? <laughs> you might find out yours. And yeah. I believe everybody has their own template and exactly. has their own blueprints. Just explore you. You might find G-spots we never thought we I, had. I have found spots on myself that are... Oof. Oh, Jesus. No, Tony, no. Next question. <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of parts of ourselves, the next question for Emma is, can you just stop being gay? It was actually asked to me. <laughs> I'm going to ask you that. Can you just stop being gay? I strongly believe this person could have meant, out of all the queerness you had given them that day, just <laughs> tone it down. But stop being gay. I think that falls under whether... Homosexuality and sexuality is based on choice and preference. Absolutely. And I think that's a debate that's still ongoing. Yeah. And many people don't have a conclusion on how it looks like. Especially if people say everyone is fluid. Mm. What does that mean? For you who identifies as a queer person, does that mean you can be straight to or you can... Or, and it, I feel that 
like tones down the narrative of the things we need to talk about. Absolutely. Because why can't you stop being gay? Why can't you stop caring? <laughs> why can't you? <laughs> you know, actually, <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say why can't you stop being straight? <laughs> no, why can't you stop caring? Why can't you just realize that everybody? If at all we are to be people who are elevating sexuality and allowing people to be free and liberated and enjoy their bodies and their experiences fully, what does it mean when we need somebody to reduce what they are? And I go through those moments too, dear mm-hmm. Asuka. And I'm sorry, sometimes I look at people, I'm like, can you just stop acting so straight? And I can't say that because <laughs> it's demeaning of their existence because exactly. that's how they want to express themselves. That's their identity that's comfortable for them. And maybe if we thought from our own shoes most of the time, mm-hmm. we would not get to a space we understand other people need. Their needs don't affect us in any way. So please be gay. Please be straight. Just be sure what you are is the best and most sustainable in terms of pleasure and doesn't violate you in any way. Mm. I, think, I think my simple answer to this question would be no. no. I cannot just stop being gay. This is who I am. It's like, can you just stop being black or can you just stop seeing? Well, which I can do that by blinking. I can't do that properly now. <laughs> but um, it, I cannot just stop being gay. You cannot change that integral part of yourself yeah. just by you know, snapping a finger. Right? Yeah, and somehow that question, like everything is flowing today, leads to the next question to you, Tony. Mm-hmm. And it is, if, you, if we allow homosexuality within our society, won't our society cease to exist? That was a question, not my words, so I don't even know how to make it sound better. <laughs> Allowing homosexuality, then making the society cease to exist. It's, it's that whole narrative that homosexuals can pro- procreate that two men and or two women cannot procreate. So then that means that if, if you allow for them to exist, then the society will cease to exist. Um, to answer this question, I'm actually going to go back to um, a very, very influential person. His name is John Corvino. Yes. Uh, he answered the same question and he asked this person, now homosexuality is something that's frowned upon. Priesthood, on the other hand, is not really frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if you let everyone becomes a, become a priest, then <laughs> society will cease to exist. Uh, and considering I know a few gay people who might go get a child. Exactly. That had nothing to do with their sexuality. Exactly. Need to procreate is in some people, even yeah. hetero people who, some don't want to procreate. You know, now, the hetero people who don't want to procreate, they're hetero people who procreate, they're hetero people who cannot procreate. Yeah. Those who, you know, by virtue of how their bodies are, they are not able to procreate. And and just because two people can procreate, it doesn't follow that they have to procreate. And each time they meet sexually, it's for procreation. And that, yeah, that doesn't mean that every time a man and a woman have sex, it's not because they want to sire a child or something. It is, like we said in all our previous episodes, people have sex for different reasons. And one of them could be procreation. And there are many other reasons, pleasure and all those things. So if you allow homosexuality in the society, no, society will not cease to exist. Because in the society, there are homosexual people, there are straight people who will go ahead and procreate, there are straight people who will not procreate, there are homosexual people who will also go ahead and procreate. Can I throw in 
There's also homosexual people who will take time to decide they want a child and prepare well enough and go ahead with medical solutions to having a baby exactly. that is well thought through. So, yeah. yeah, we will not cease to exist if okay. you allow us to <laughs> exist. And uh, with that, we're going to take a very short break. And when we return, we're going to answer questions on HIV and children and uh, boyfriends. Oh. Hello and welcome to Kenyan Queer Questions. I am Ima Reed again. I am Antonio Luch. So, we're back. We're back. <laughs> section two of episode number eight. Yeah, and uh, to, to kick us off with this section, I'm going to ask Ima a question. Is HIV a gay disease? Oh my God. Oh yeah. Every movie tells you so. <laughs> see how you could have thought so. <laughs> but HIV, especially speaking from a person who grew up in Kenya and has seen what the HIV epidemic has done to our people, it's very important that when we speak about HIV, we are as factual as possible and we realize the history of this disease and what it means to our communities, not just as queer people, but as Kenyans in general. HIV, as you know, is sexually transmitted. Yeah. You know the definition of it, it and it weakens your immune system. Mm -hmm. It is transmitted through sex mainly, mm -hmm. meaning persons who have sex, whether it's straight, whether it's gay, <laughs> will end up most likely within HIV. Yeah. And there's a narrative that people want to throw around a lot about lesbian sex being the least at risk when it comes to HIV transmission. Yeah. But it's important. I don't know why you asked this question, but I, I have a heavy need to help you understand that the biggest epidemic that has happened to our country for three decades has been this and it's affected not only queer people but on also straight people not only poor people but also rich people it's it's all over and how we speak about it and the stigma that it holds has been a very defined way on how to make this process less heavy so for our sake it's important that we don't use hiv to stigmatize each other or demean people in what they deserve or who they are but yes Within the 1960s to 70s and 80s, there was a lot of HIV on MSM men, mm -hmm. primarily in the United States. Right. And the first time that people started coming out as queer, some were outed based on this disease. And I can't think of a worse way to be outed. Yeah. That you're HIV, now people start questioning your sexuality. And that led to a lot of problems. Many people died who didn't need to die because they couldn't ask for medical care because they were... Stigmatized. And stigmatized about it. That has changed. Why? Because even sexuality and acceptance of who we are has changed. Meaning, seven episodes, we've talked about sex between queer people mm -hmm. and sex between queer people and straight people. Yeah. How is HIV a queer issue? No, it's an issue for all of us. And considering the lovely things that are happening. Episode number four, we talked about the vaccine that is coming up. Yeah. Those are the conversations we would love to have. Mm -hmm. And yes, sex workers who are MSM have a high prevalence on HIV. Yeah. But that should not be a problem. It should be a space of how do we reduce this risk? How do we take care of the people who are sick? Right. And what is happening on research? We can't research for 40 years and still there's no solutions for this. That's it. 
HIV is a human, and some say other species can get it. Yeah. Illness. I mean, even <laughs> by the name of it, it's human immunodeficiency yeah. virus. Human immunodeficiency. It's not gay people immunodeficiency. And it's, stop giving us privilege uh, only on the bad I mean, parts, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to say this. I have to expound on this a little bit because yeah. it's, it's, it's something that is... What we were talking about, the, the, the vaccine and the PrEP yeah. and the immense strides that have been made with regards to HIV treatment, they have made the stigma a little less, yeah. but the stigma is still there. There are people who, once you find out that your friend has HIV or your brother or your sister, you stigmatize them, you shun them because of the fact that they have HIV. So this is something that we need to talk about. It is a, a conversation for an entire episode, and yeah. I think we will actually get uh, someone to talk about HIV soon in detail, in more detail, and you know, to reach out to those people out there who may have HIV, who may be queer, may not be queer, may, yeah. may do not know their status, which is something that we keep saying, you need to know your status. You need to go get tested. And it is not a gay illness. And thank you for the ask of the question. Uh, because now I feel question. I need to have a whole episode yeah, exactly. around this, if at all. There's that much stigma yeah. and demonization around it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that, that's, that's, a, a, that's a difficult a deep one. one. That's a deep one. Yeah. Okay. So next question goes to Tony. And the asker says, would you prefer your boyfriend cheated with you on, with a man or a woman? And a follow-up. Would you want to know? Oh, wow. Uh, if I had a boyfriend, I'm single and looking, just so you know. Oh, uh, if I had a boyfriend, <laughs> if I had a boyfriend, I wouldn't prefer that he cheat on me with anyone. <laughs> but if he did cheat, I would smack him in the head. Uh, but Violence. <laughs> I mean, those are the reactions you would get if you were cheated on. But I, I, it's a really difficult question because I, I don't want my boyfriend to cheat on me. If he cheated on me with a man, I would be un upset. I would be angry. I would want to throw things, which I have done before. Um, if he did cheat on me with a woman, I would still be upset. I would want to throw things. Because cheating then becomes the, the point of discussion here. The cheating having a committed relationship, whether it's a monogamous or, or a, a, what is it called? Polyamorous. Polyamorous or all those things. Owning someone. I can see you rolling yeah. your eyes <laughs> and I know exactly what you're doing. Yes, so let me say it. <laughs> I know exactly First of all, what you're doing. I can't relate with you people of possession. <laughs> Second, I will, for, for this question's sake, I will follow through. Imagine the situation. One evening, he came home, mm -hmm. and yes, you are in that committed relationship, as yes. you put it. I don't know when commitment was not sharing our bodies, but fine. <sighs> now, he says, I had sex with somebody. Yes. Who did you have sex with? I don't know if people ever ask that. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but the point is, this person says it's a man. A week later comes, but this guy clearly is a serial cheater. Mm -hmm. A week later comes and says it was a woman. In that situation, Will your questions be different? Will your emotions be hurt in any particular way past the act itself? Is there gender involved in any way? I think then it would, besides then the cheating, it would be how, do I, how well do I know my boyfriend? Uh, do I know him as a bisexual man? Or I do I know him as a gay man? Or do I know him as, you know, 
all these things. So it, it, it becomes even deeper but baby, than that. I keep saying our sexual activities say nothing about <laughs> our sexual orientation. <laughs> what do we need to change their orientation as soon I, as they cheat with something I mean, that's not like it's, us? It's not even actually about cheating then. It's about who does he sleep with. What are his, what do I know of his history of sexual activity? So if I know that he has sex with men and women at the same time or yeah. together or you know all those things then I would together. I would probably I would probably have the same reaction if he came to me and told me I cheated with a man or he came to me and told me I cheated with a woman if he if I didn't know that he sleeps with other women then I would ask myself okay so um, uh other other women <laughs> yes you got If I didn't know that he sleeps with women, thank you, Imam. Uh, if I, I'm not taking this out, by the way. If I didn't know that he, he sleeps with women, then, uh, then the question I would ask myself is, oh, okay, so you also sleep with women. Actually, that would be a statement I would make in my mind, and I would just move on from that to being very, very angry. About cheating. So, about the cheating, because at this point, it's not about... Who did you sleep with? It's about why did you break whatever commitment that we had? Would I want to know? Yes, of course I would want to know. I would want to know because if he has slept with somebody else, then that puts me at a risk for sexually transmitted diseases and HIV and infections and all those other things. So it does put me at risk. So yes, I would want to know if I slept with somebody else. I, I don't understand those people who say, oh, if you cheat on me, don't tell me because I would want to know. Okay. Because I would want to be safe. I'm sure that's why we ever want to know. Yeah, so that I can punch him in the face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, now final question. <laughs> uh, our final question goes to, uh, it's actually deeper than the previous one. So how would you react? How would you react if your child came out as gay? You're the mother of all of us now. <laughs> Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> Are you... I, what? <laughs> like, I'm the one person. It would be good news to... Not good news. I don't want to dictate his sexual orientation to, to the child. And that is actually my not all of you giving me. That. I can't. And I wouldn't want to... I can't have lived this many years fighting to even the people who gave birth to me to accept me as who I am and take my child through the same thing. And I know that can speak only for me as a parent, but other parents out there, I don't want to go through the experience I see my friends have with their parents mm. and they can't even talk honestly. They haven't communicated in years. They leave home and start a new life. Their education didn't matter to their parents. All those. How do you decide your child is gay, mm. now let me not own you, not have you, not be yours? That, that doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, there's so many things we work through. Yeah. I've seen parents being told their children are thieves, and that doesn't even move them. But as soon as a child is gay, it's, oh, hell breaks loose. What's your problem? He's not even having sex with your children. <laughs> or she's not even having sex with your children, being your child. That's hope yeah. incest has not been mixed in here. Mm -hmm. And if anything, if I had a child who came out to me, I don't know for how many months I would cry out of joy that you trusted me with such information yeah. and you're willing to be authentic and true as yourself to me and not the spaces you created for yourself. That's, that's something. Yeah. Can I answer that question too? 
Yeah. If I had a child yes. and they came up to me as gay, I would not cry for many months. It would be a few <laughs> weeks. Um, and I would cry for joy. Yeah. But I would also be very concerned. If I had a child right now who came out to me as gay in mm. this context, mm. I would be very concerned for one, his safety, uh, and, and two, his mental health. Mm. Because of all the stigma and discrimination that people are facing, gay people are facing, I would, I would want to own it. Because I already have it. I already face all the stigma and discrimination. And then my child comes and tells me, oh, I'm going to be facing this stigma and discrimination again. That would, that would get me yeah. very, very, very concerned. But I would, I would nurture him. I would try and, or her, I would, <laughs> or them. I would nurture them into whatever it is that they want to grow towards. But um, while I would cry for a few weeks uh, of joy because of the trust, I would also be very, very concerned. And that is one thing that I want parents out there. If your child comes out to you as gay, do not throw them out. Be concerned about their safety because you brought them into this world. You, you brought them here. You need to... I, I, I don't understand, I, I understand how people throw them out. I understand need to highlight your concern mm. on that. Mm. But I really... As a parent, like, and I know in our context and in our culture, it's very okay for parents to speak from a high horse. So I will right now. No, yeah. Like, how is your concern that they're not safe and all those things, they're in danger? I don't want you to be concerned. I want you to be proud. You have a child who can even have the audacity to come in this context and this society and tell you, mother, father, this is who I am. It should be pride. It shouldn't be worry. Like, be worried. I worry. We worry all the time. That's what parents do. Yeah. We are always worried. Mm. How about you don't add worry? You add some pride. You have someone who is not even like anyone else around you. Mm-hmm. In that, they are owning their sexuality. They are understanding themselves, especially at such a young age. Okay. It's, it's beautiful. And it that's is. all it, it should is. be. It, it shouldn't be, what do I do now? Even sometimes, I will think sometimes about our that children that have a flu and we want to seal the whole house. <laughs> Don't ever get out. But no. Uh, yours is to always know, to tell them you're always there for them. Whatever happens out there, there's a home they can come back to when they need it. And not a home whereby they're being worried for. It's a home whereby they're surrounded with love and pride. And so important. I'm I'm, I'm so glad that you're a parent and you can speak from that perspective. I'm not a parent, so I was just speaking on a hypothetical. And 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 I understand the worry. But you will worry from day one to the last. (laughs) Don't worry. You you would have worried for years already. So, our last question, our personal question, goes to Tony. Tony. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. You remember what you did last week? I do. It's your day. Oh dear Lord. So Tony, I'd love to know. Do you douche? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has asked you, what is douche? <laughs> Whoa. Um You should see the pain on his forehead. <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay. And I leave it that way. Um, clearly, Tony's not explaining douching. So. Uh, everyone knows what douching is. Okay, so what? It's it's basically when you clean your rectal area before yeah. you have sex. Google the rest. It's yes. so interesting. No, it's not. <laughs> 
there's an article for all you gay people out there if you're a bottom and and you want to be the best bottom ever there is an article that i read uh that is actually really really cool and it tells you how best to clean yourself up uh if you need that article uh write us a note we will i will send it to your inbox Awesome. Yeah. So, it's a fantastic yeah. article. I, I mean, every every gay person needs to read that one. <laughs> so, like, right now I consider myself the best bottom. Yeah? Ever. Ever. Yeah. It helped. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Douche away, people. <laughs> so, that was our episode today. We are so happy for the questions we are getting. Not in the nature of the awarding. Some are just concerning. Yeah. And we love you for all these questions still. And we will ask you to keep sending in your questions on our Facebook page, Kenyan Queer Questions, on Twitter, Cake Queer Questions. And also find us on SoundCloud for all episodes. Whether this is your first time to listen, yep. you can find all the other episodes there. And, and we are on iTunes. Oh, We are on iTunes. It. You can find all the episodes Drum on rolls. iTunes. And uh, thank you so much for all the questions. And we will be back again soon. We're not going to take that long break that we took the last time. Uh, we'll be back again soon with more answers to all your questions. Thank you so much. And yeah. Bye-bye. As usual, all queers every week. Ima loves you. Mwah, mwah, loves mwah. You. All heteros, you are. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>